that imagine if that was a thing. If like you go to buy a house and one of the questions was how high is the airspace? Like, can you sell your airspace like you would sell your mineral rights to your land? Hello and welcome to Terrifying Robot Dog, episode 17 for Friday, July 31st, 2015. I'm Jonathan Stark. And I'm Kelly Shaver. And we're here to talk about how technology is changing the way we interact with the world. This week, we talk about drone etiquette. Please stay tuned. Terrifying Robot Dog is next. I'm so excited to talk about this. But first, we have housekeeping. But first. (laughs) Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a sticker update. Stickers are in the mail. Yes. Granted, they they only went out this morning, but stickers are in the mail. (laughs) And just so folks know, that includes me. So I am just as excited as anyone to get these stickers. Yeah, you haven't got yours yet. Nope. I've been no special them treatment. All. Yes, I can understand it because I think they're really cool. They're really cool. I might cut one out so it's just the dog head. I thought about making some that were ordering some that were just the dog head. Yeah. I love that I head. The dog head is cool. I love the dog head. Did we decide to call him Bite? I think we did decide to call him Bite. Yeah. We could, we could do a listener contest. We could. Name the robot dog. We could. Bite does sound funny though. It does. Um, okay, folks, we give it up. I mean, I'm interested to hear about the topic this week because <laughs> apparently it was big news and I completely missed it. Yeah, it was it was big news like two weeks ish ago. So we're kind of late to the <clears throat> late to the train or late to the party on the, the news train here. But let me see if I can squeeze in more metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but it is nonetheless interesting and worth mentioning. But so all of this spins out of a news story or two news stories or something? Yeah, a few news stories. Um, a couple of weeks ago, there was a wildfire out in California that spread onto a freeway. Huh. And they had uh, they were fighting the fire, had all kinds of um, fire department crews on the ground and helicopters bringing in water and, and dropping on the fire. And, of course, you know, California's in the middle of a giant drought. Mm-hmm. And there was a large drone that started flying over the fire. And so the helicopter could not deliver its water. Okay. It must have been pretty large. <laughs> One would think the helicopter wouldn't even notice. It it wasn't like a small, it wasn't a small, like a DJI mm. that size or anything. It was, it was a larger, either, either like a homemade quadcopter that someone had built that was larger, or it was just a, like a, a larger commercial um, drone. Hmm. And, um, you know, at the time, I remember people were talking about this on Twitter and stuff, and, and, and I heard one guy say, like, you know, if you park in front of a hydrant, they'll break your windows to get to it. I, I don't buy the drone preventing the helicopter from flying in story, mm. which my initial reaction was kind of the same. But when you look into it more, you know, just um, try, try taking something the size of a large drone and throwing it into the spinning rotors of a helicopter and see what happens. Mm. You know, I mean, if there's, something, if there's something in their airspace, even if they can see it, they cannot fly into that airspace because maybe they can see it now, but you don't know what the pilot of the drone is going to do. Right. So I had the exact reaction that, that you and the Twitter person had, which was like, who cares? Just destroy it. Um, but probably this particular helicopter wasn't equipped with anti-drone guns. Um, I, I'm sure. And also, I was imagining that the helicopter was just going to unload a bunch of water or spray some kind of fire extinguisher type thing. So, uh, I mean, the details of the specific incident probably aren't that important. The helicopter pilot made a call, assuming it's all true. The helicopter yeah. pilot made a call 
the safety call, I'm sure, and made a decision. But the bigger topic is really interesting, which is, is much bigger than what should the guy have done or what should the drone pilot mm-hmm. have done. But this comes back to FDA, the uh, FDA, the FAA, FFA. FAA, the yes. FFA, the um, Federal Fart Administration. No, the FAA. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. You were right. Federal so the, Aviation Administration. Yes. So the, so this does sort of loop back to the FAA uh, ruling, well, that, that they even have a stand, you know, what am I trying to say? That they even should be thinking about stuff like this, because all of a sudden, obviously they should. Like, this story yeah. makes it seem obvious that they, you know, all of a sudden, air quotes, regular um, manned, manned, I almost said drones, uh, manned helicopters and airplanes all of a sudden have to start worrying about drones. And the thing about the story that pulls it into clearer focus for me is that air events or areas of interest to like a news helicopter are also going to be areas of interest to people who have cameras on drones. Yeah, exactly. And they don't know where this drone came from. They don't know who the owner of the drone was. They've put out a, a $75 reward for information on the pilot of the drone. Seventy? Did I say seventy-five? I meant seventy-five thousand. I was going to say. I might have just said seventy-five. <laughs> I was going to say seventy-five thousand dollar reward. Budgets are budgets are tighter than I thought. <laughs> For information on the pilot of the who the pilot of the drone is, like they don't know was if it was an individual, if it was some news news agency, but mm-hmm. it, even it was a large drone. Mm-hmm. I mean, it um, raises raises another great point, which yeah. is that you know we probably don't. I I never even think about it i don't even notice it anymore because i'm so used to it but helicopters have basically a license plate painted on the side of them <laughs> yes they do and that's not a uh that's not true with drones no it's not and um there there are different you know there there are different classifications of drones like and a lot of them um for instance the the phantom dji and and similar have software baked into them that will not let them well, actually, there's a. You get into the tiny ones that can't get up into a high enough airspace to where they start causing problems, and then you get into into the larger ones like like the like the Phantom that can. Mm-hmm. Um, but those also typically have software in them. At least the Phantom does that will not allow it to violate FAA regulations. Wild. It uses the GPS on the drone to know it's like, oh, I'm within ten miles of an airport. I can't fly here. Or oh, I'm. I can't go above this altitude or I'm not allowed to fly over this freeway or, oh, you're trying to land on the White House lawn. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Uh, some, of, some of them have software in them that prevents them from doing that. But, of course, you know, you have to keep it updated as, as, as FAA regulations change and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But if it's, if it's a larger drone or if it's something that you're building or if it doesn't have that, then you can't just build this drone and then go out and do whatever you want with it. You have there, – there are laws – that you have to follow if you want other thing. When these topics started to come up originally, I was pretty much like, "Ah, oh, that's ridiculous. That's the government just trying to get into our business, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, but now we have unmanned aircraft controlled by who knows who that's interfering with emergency rescue vehicles. Right. And, and it explains a lot of the line of sight rules that, you, you know, there are different rules for line of sight versus, uh, you know, basically, if the if the person who's flying the drone can see through the drone via a camera, then they could pretty much be anywhere within radio distance 
Um, but that, and, and if I'm not mistaken, there's different rules about that than there are for line of sight drones where you have to, you know, essentially it doesn't have a camera. And so so you'd kind of be crazy not to keep it where you can can see see it. it. Yeah. So it's one thing to, you know, the, the horror story drone stories from last year and the year before were basically about people smashing drones into other people in a park or into themselves and even people have died from this. Uh, but I was kind of like, well, that's kind of like, I mean, that's, I mean, if we're going to regulate that, then guns should be gone too. Like, that's just yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. And actually last week's episode of Mythbusters sort of sort of did the, the drone thing where they tried to injure a person with the propellers of a small consumer drones mm-hmm. that were very small consumer drones that were available mm-hmm. on the market. And you might be inconvenienced and uncomfortable, but you're not going to get seriously injured. <laughs> right. By drones. Some of those helicopters yeah. can like they're some of the helicopters and yeah, especially the, like the larger gas powered helicopter, um, RC helicopters and, and whatnot. Yeah. It's like flying can. a lawnmower into somebody's neck. Right. But, uh, yeah, but the drones, they have these tiny little propellers, whatever, but it, regardless, I mean, if, you know, it's illegal to just go up and pinch somebody's butt. So never mind like <laughs> smashing a drone into their head, whether or not they would be killed, I don't think is the issue. It's more like, um, yeah, are you, are you being a jerk? <laughs> yeah, exactly. This, but okay. So that was, but that was me a year or two years ago mm-hmm. where it was like, okay, yeah, you know, just common courtesy type of stuff. But you can see situations like this. Now, if there was a swarm of drones, of news drones, cause you know, that's, that's like, yeah. Yeah, and this may have been a news drone. Sure, right. It probably was. So imagine a swarm of news drones. So, But see, here's the thing. You'll get a swarm of news helicopters around something, like a Kardashian event. Yeah, but you don't get a swarm of helicopters around a wildfire when other helicopters are trying to bring in water to fight the fire. I guess. So maybe so maybe this is like some news organization who's trying to get around that limitation or something. I, who knows? I would imagine I should have really researched this before the show, but I would imagine when you're when you're talking about a a helicopter, be it a police or or fire or medical helicopter that's flying into an emergency situation, mm-hmm. I I can't imagine there not being laws around the activities of other aircraft in the area mm. being affected. You know, the, the same way the same way like a an ambulance or a fire truck driving on the road. Okay, so this is meaty. Okay, because. Here's what I'm picturing. So if we assume in a couple of years, let's say, drones become extremely useful and very relatively inexpensive, it could be that the, um, let's just refer to them generally as the authorities who are supposed to be there are using them as well. So, because what I was thinking was, okay, well, maybe maybe there'll be a technology created that basically jams the, the drone radio frequency so a helicopter can basically just knock them out of the air by flying near them right which still is bad because if the drone is above them it will still fall into the blades and so there's it's very complicated but then you just complicated it further by bringing up the notion of the authorities again air quotes using them as well so then you need to differentiate between the ones that are supposed to be there and the ones that aren't supposed to be there so then are we supposed to have transponders on all our drones and then people are still going to build their own and yeah. Aren't going to have things and yeah. Yeah, like somebody's not going to build their own helicopter. I, mean, I, su- I suppose <laughs> right. it's possible. It's possible you could build your own helicopter. You can you can buy kits to build aircrafts, to build airplanes. Mm-hmm. Um, which is crazy and sounds like a lot of fun, but <laughs> <laughs> 
people aren't going to do that in the same way that they're going to go out and and build a kit to or buy a kit to build a drone or download plans for a drone and 3D print it out and, and build it. Or mm. right. So if so, my more nuanced vision of this is that they are actually potentially more um, dangerous, not just annoying, but actually more dangerous than I previously would have ever considered because of the likelihood of in situations like this, where there's like a, basically a news story unfolding in real time. Mm -hmm. And like, imagine the Boston marathon thing that happened up here a couple of years ago. (laughs) There would, you know, if like, you know, if you've, if it was 10 years from, if it happened in 10 years, there'd be like, you know, people who thought they were doing the right thing with like, they'd have drones all over the place searching for people and they'd be everywhere and, and and taking video. And yeah. 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 But if you'd had drones all over the place when it happened, uh, you would have also had widespread panic. Yeah, right. So it's it's that's a great point. You know, imagine if um, everybody imagine you're at a baseball game and every single person who around you who's taking like selfies and videos and stuff like that. Imagine instead of that, instead of that, they're flying drones around taking pictures of stuff, flying down and getting <laughs> the players faces. It'd be impossible to play the baseball game. You couldn't play. There'd be it'd no. be like a it'd be like the birds. You'd be hitting a fly ball and knocking drones out of the air. God, that'd be funny. It would be it kind would of be. funny. It would be. And I think I think wasn't there actually an NFL game that they had to stop to remove a drone? that was flying over or, or they had to stop the game until the drone left the I don't know, that's airspace not, over the playing field. I hadn't heard that, but I'm, I live in a cave. So yeah, it's, it's been a while. And, and I mean, I know, I know news agencies and, and sports reporters and, and things like that. I know they have, they have aircraft that fly over stadiums and take pictures. Like they have the blimp and all this, but again, there are regulations, mm. whether they're, legal regulations or just rule rules that the people holding these sporting events have decided upon mm-hmm. in terms of altitude and mm-hmm. size of the craft and, and when they can do it and things like that. So thinking about this now with this event in mind, I am starting to kind of embrace the idea of regulations, even as a, uh, just a, a hobbyist. Yeah. Because it would be easy to imagine doing something that was completely uncool just out of pure ignorance and you know i don't want to do stuff that's uncool and <laughs> and i and a hobbyist is not really probably paying ton you know is someone who just goes out and and gets a gets a dji a dji for christmas is just going to want to run outside and fly it around and like oh right. check it out check it out and they'll probably do like a half a dozen things right out of the gate that are totally uncool <laughs> Like I'm gonna check right. out like my you know my neighbor's windows. <laughs> I'm gonna buzz yes, the car. Which actually, which actually brings up another story. Um, there was a man here in Kentucky recently that was arrested for shooting down a drone that was flying over his property. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, his his apparently his daughter was outside sunbathing, which not something I would do because cancer, but. <laughs> It is my understanding that, that young women who are, are both younger and, and better looking than I am tend to engage in this activity from time to time. And dumber. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, and she came in and was like, Dad, there's this drone flying around outside. And so he got his, he got his shotgun, as, as any good Kentucky resident would do. Right. <laughs> and, and he went outside, and once, once the drone – he didn't do anything when it was not over his property, but when the drone – started flying over his property, he took his, his shotgun full of birdshot and, and shot it down. Wild. Yeah. 
And the, apparently the, the people that owned the drone came to his property and started to complain. He's like, you know, no, don't, don't, you don't want to trespass and come on my property. <laughs> I mean, the guy standing there with a the shotgun in his hand, who, who would argue with him? Right. But, <laughs> um, uh, they they claim that they were trying to take pictures of one of his neighbor's houses, which they may have, which may be entirely accurate, or they may have been taking pictures of his daughter sunbathing. Who knows? Um, yeah, the truth doesn't even matter because the issue yeah. is they it, were flying drone, it, flying their drone over his private property. Yeah, so now all of a sudden yeah. it's like, okay, how far up does my property go? Right, right, do I, exactly. Do he I was, own the airspace? Exactly. He was he was arrested for discharging a weapon into the air. Yeah, like I know, I know if I want to go way out in the country here and and shoot a bird that's flying through the air, it's perfectly legal to do so. But if I want to stand downtown and do that, I'm you know gonna spend the night in jail. <laughs> um, but yeah, that brings up another interesting question: hmm. if you if someone flies a drone over your private property, are you within your rights? Are they trespassing? What do you own the airspace? What's the deal? <laughs> mm. Oh, it's man. There's so many issues here. One would think that if a drone just passed over your house, there wouldn't be time to do anything anyway. So it's kind of like saying, um, it would have to be hovering there. Right. In order for you to even call the cops or anything, Mm -hmm. I mean, let's just assume for the time being that there's no way to identify the drone, which probably is going to change like this. That's the number one thing that I'm thinking through this whole conversation is that there's going to have to be a way to identify drones like almost mm-hmm. like a permit because because you can see like they're just so well who knows maybe people will maybe once the social mores are in place then you just wouldn't do certain things um but anyway so yeah it could just be right now that it's so new to everyone yeah that they're just doing dumb stuff so okay so the one thing is let's say you've got a neighbor who's a big drone fan and they're not hovering over your house but they fly the thing a lot and it's loud because they're mm-hmm. loud and it's annoying. It's like living near, not, it's not quite like living near an airport, but if the thing's like buzzing your house repeatedly, it's like having your, you know, your neighbors constantly like out there mowing their lawn or weed whacking like right. all the time. But I guess that gets into, I mean, the noise thing, I guess that's like living next to a, you know, a garage band. So yeah. And you need to, that, like that would fall within like public noise regulations yeah, or whatever existing municipality you're in. Yeah. Okay, so that yeah, that's probably true. So then you're like, all right, what if some what if a drone's hovering over my house? What do I do? Like, I've had situations where people just park in front of my house, mm-hmm. and I go out and I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, because and, and I mean, you don't they're parked on the street in front of your house. You don't own the area they're parked in. That's city property, but it's in front of your house. Yeah, and I just assume they're trying to hack my Wi-Fi. So <laughs> right. I'm like, uh, and I've done it on multiple occasions because usually it's just like high school kids smoking a bone because yeah. we have like a, our side streets kind of secluded and we're near a couple high schools. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, can you guys just go somewhere else? And, but, but there was one time where somebody drove up in front of our house, opened up a laptop and sat there on the laptop. Mm-hmm. And I was like, seriously, like, come on, you know, there's a war, you know, war driving is, is, is a silly term, but that's the term. Like people go yeah. around and they try and hack into your, so I tromped right out there and I'm like, uh, knock on the window and it was a, you know, like a teenage girl and she was mortified. It was the, she was actually like, um, like a half an hour early to babysit for my neighbors. So she oh. didn't want to show up early. So she was checking her email on her computer while she was waiting. 
and she didn't want to park in front of their house because she was afraid that they would see her and be like, oh, come on in. And she didn't want to interrupt. So she was being like incredibly polite. Right. And so I felt like a huge jerk <laughs> because, you know, anyway. But anyway, back to the drones. Yeah. Well, it it's like all of these technologies that create this like, inc- like where's the... Where's the comfortable balance? Yeah, like it would be easier for me to drive there if I flew over first. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So, man, I was at a trade show one time where the where somebody had, had I, th- I think it was MIT, it might have been Harvard, it was one of the bigger schools in the Cambridge area. Mm-hmm. And they had a, like a helper drone that took new students around and, and showed them around the campus, basically. Yeah, it sounds like something MIT would do. I'm guessing it was MIT. And the, you basically, you, you stopped in, it, you, you like, I, wonder, I feel like you scanned your ID card and then the drone just popped off of its little seat and you walked behind it and it would show you around. And, and it act, it's, you know, they showed a video. It wasn't, I wasn't, it wasn't a live thing. It was a video of it. And the video looked really amazing because you couldn't hear it. It was just like, you know, voiceover with music and stuff. And you're just, you're just seeing this right. kid. You weren't like, walking around for 45 minutes hearing bzzz, Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah with a weed whacker flying in front of you. Right. <laughs> but, okay, but the point is, like, imagine if something like that became, you can't. Like, it almost can't. Because then you're like, okay, every drone that's flying around here is is what expected to behave a particular way i guess so i mean like like on the death star with the little drones on the ground the little (laughs) the little roller robots uh, they had a behavior that it was you know they were expected to adhere to what if there's autonomous drones then what they're they're always going to be flying over people's houses that can't be avoided right um so i mean I, I I would imagine that I own some of the airspace above my house, but I don't think there's like a column that goes from my from the ground to like the International Space Station that says this is Kelly's property. <laughs> you know, I w- I would imagine that I own like the the airspace above my house up to like maybe three hundred feet or yeah, something. Yeah, I mean, who knows? But you know who does know? Celebrities know. <laughs> so I wonder that. Imagine if that was a thing. If like you go to buy a house and one of the questions was how high is the airspace? Yeah. All right. oh, and and how much airspace do I get it? How much airspace or, do I get with this? It's like, like asking about parking. Yeah. It's like, oh, like, can you sell your airspace? Like you would sell your mineral rights to your land. Oh yeah. Easement rights to my airspace. Yeah. That's, a t- that's totally going to be a thing. <laughs> like check that out because, it, oh my God. Well, well we have- no, I don't, I don't think so because you already don't own the airspace above your ha- property at a, well, but who does above a certain al- above a certain altitude? I'm I am like ninety five percent certain that above a certain altitude, you do you have no say over what goes on in the air above you. Sure, but who does? Yeah, I. They can sell it. FAA. Right, so they can sell it. No, that's true. They could sell it to the and homeowner. Can, and you can sell the area below it. Right, so it's like bandwidth. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's in, sort of like invisible, but. Oh, can you imagine enforcing that? It would be ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's, it's that that's not going to happen just because it's not going to be something that can be enforced. But um, but you could imagine you could imagine somebody buying a house in a in a um, you know, like a dry county. You know, people will buy a house in a dry right. county. Buy a because, house in a no fly zone. Yeah, buy a house in a no fly zone. Exactly. 
That seems reasonable. Drone-free zone. That does seem reasonable. It's a drone-free gated community. Yes. AI, is AI allowed? Because my is my <laughs> is my autonomous dog allowed? We do allow right. autonomous pets. But no aerial autonomous. No autonomous. No. Well, then can you have your autonomous parrot? See, that's where it gets tricky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and title. Um, so that is, it's, I'm actually surprised to hear that the guy was able to shoot the drone down because I saw a video the other day of a guy who went out into the Vegas desert with an arsenal of sh- firearms mm-hmm. and a, and a swarm of drones and they were the, the phantom drones and he actually had some RC planes and stuff and they sent them all up and he shot them down mm-hmm. and, and he had a really hard time shooting them down. It was really hard and he had plenty of shotguns. He had a grenade launcher and <laughs> seriously, <laughs> so he actually chill. nailed one with a grenade launcher. It was impressive, <laughs> but uh, it was, it was hard to shoot them down. I'm, I'm guessing the guy wasn't a bad shot. Maybe he's just a terrible shot, but um, you you know, I would think with a shotgun or especially something with birdshot, which is going to have an even wider spread than a normal shotgun pellet. Yeah, you would think. And so and he actually, they recovered like one of the planes and the thing was like smithereens, but somehow it, mm-hmm. it had, it was like Swiss cheese, but right. it had managed to continue flying. Some of, some of the drones stay up in the air really well. Mm. And, but, but for, I mean, for a lot of, for, as the, as the laws evolve and change, for a lot of the smaller drones that you can buy, like the the smaller commercial drones um, or consumer level stuff, for a lot of those, this the legal stuff is not going to be an issue because they're they're either going to have things built into them that restrict them from being able to violate those regulations, or they're going to be so low powered that they're not going to be able to get up high enough or or far enough away for it to be an issue anyway. Right, or be the kind of thing that would wouldn't a helicopter wouldn't even notice if it ran into right right but when you get into bigger bigger drones used for like you said for news reporting maybe deliveries maybe um or or just hobbyist building bigger and better things Mm. then that's when it starts to become an issue man i'm my brother does is in politics and he does like public policy mostly for healthcare type of stuff not not this Mm -hmm. sort of thing but this makes me glad I don't have anything to do with that stuff. Yeah. Because it's so gray. I mean, it is so messy. It's so case by case. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how it has to roll out. Like you, you could just say, all right, no drones, period. But that's not really fair. And and if you and the argument's not really that the argument's not really there either, because yeah. because you could say, Okay, no birds. Sorry, no birds. Yeah, right. We're gonna right. we're gonna just destroy all birds because they could fly into a plane's engine. Yeah. Or then you could say, then you could say, okay, no drones over 300 feet. But then some organization is going to come up that has a legitimate, like NASA is going to want to put a drone high in the altitude. Yeah. And then you have to say, okay, unless you have this license or, or this mm. license. And that's how, that's how it's going to evolve. Yeah. So, so here's the thing that's, you know, it's cool for laws to sort of organically grow on a case by case basis. That's how, you know, the courts kind of, that all work. It's all mm-hmm. there's a a mechanism yeah. that there's, there'll be a period there where it's messy, but it'll sort itself out. Right, and that's the way things have been, and it's been working out reasonably well, I think. But here's the thing: I, I'm at the I'm at the point now where I am 100 percent convinced that there needs to be laws about this. Where before I did not think that. As mm-hmm. re, as recently as a year ago, I didn't think there really needed to be laws around most drones. Yeah. 
but now I do. And, and so I'm like, okay, if we take, if we imagine that, if I imagine that I will have the same change of heart about a lot of things, then I don't know how the, the legal process and the policy process will happen fast enough to avert. It won't. I mean, I was going to, it's not going to avert Bureaucrats a lot of problems. Bureaucrats in Washington are not going to make laws fast enough to keep up with the changing and the changes in the technology. It's just not going to happen. Not even close. So when you think about stuff that I try not to think about, like like DNA printers and all the genetic stuff, which I strenuously try to ignore, there's going to be a there's going to be a mutant in the Olympics before we have time to come up with rules around that. <laughs> right. So I guess the big takeaway for this episode is going to be about regulations and how society, whether it's people or people or the government or babies yeah. screaming in the background, yeah, uh, how regulations are going to come to be and how quick they're going to come and and yeah, and and in the meantime, if you're someone who's flying a drone, just don't be a jerk. <laughs> I mean, be conscious of the. The things that are going around, going on around you, just because you can fly it somewhere doesn't mean you should. Yeah, I mean, exactly. If, it, if your drone is in a place where it looks like some emergency vehicle might need to be, hmm. you should maybe move it. <laughs> yeah, use use your head. Yeah, yeah, and and don't hover over other people's property when their teenage daughter is outside in a bikini. <laughs> you know. <laughs> exactly. It's always good advice. Yeah, just don't be a jerk. Well, that's our show for this week. I'm Jonathan Stark. And I'm Kelly Shaver. And we hope you join us again next week for Terrifying Robot Dog. Bye. Bye. Would you like to support Terrifying Robot Dog? Just think of two friends who would dig the show and send them to terrifyingrobotdog.com for links to iTunes, Facebook, and RSS feeds. If you don't have two friends, you can still help us out by leaving a nice review in iTunes. Thanks. Thanks.